Yo, what's up? You're listening to the Keeping It Raw podcast. And this is 2020. Yes, this is 2020. This is uh, Keeping It Raw. Welcome back to the show. And today we are in mourning of the passing of the great RBG. Now, RBG. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a Justice Supreme Court little lady from Brooklyn, and everybody knows that's how they talk in Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, whatever your politics, whatever your you know issues, social issues, stands. Uh, I mean, whatever they are, whether you agree or disagree, and I personally disagree with almost all of her stances, uh, her progressive stances. But I still appreciate the fact that she was a great pillar. Uh, among our American culture and uh, a great pillar, uh, particularly for those uh, constitutional and legalistic minds. Uh, you know, she was best friends uh, with the late Justice Antonin Scalia, who was ex- a leader of the conservative movement, and she being a leader of the uh, uh, progressive movement. Those two, the fact that they were butting heads in court but in real life were such great friends it they would go on vacations together of course this included late nights of just arguing with each other but they were good friends and uh it's something you don't see a lot you don't see two people especially in our society in 2020 you do not see two giants in our american leadership two elites that are so different yet are able to come together uh, and build a friendship off of that. It's certainly something you don't see of our leaders in 2020. And uh, I think that we should take some time to appreciate that. Now, Anton Scalia, I loved him. Uh, not only was he good explaining and arguing uh, in the court, but he was also great at just storytelling and explaining his side of being a legalist and uh, originalist and, you know, all that comes with that. When we think about Justice Scalia and Justice Ginsburg, they were in many ways complete opposites. I mean, there was the rough and tumble Scalia. He cut his teeth in the Nixon administration. And then the soft-spoken Ginsburg, she started her career arguing for women's rights. But they had this deep and affectionate friendship. Justice Ginsburg has this fabulous picture in her office of the two of them. They're riding an elephant on a trip to India. And they both loved the opera. They, they're even uh, dressed in costume in one picture that they have. And they would do things with their spouses together, too. I mean, they would all spend New Year's Eve together. They would have these regular dinners. Their friendship goes back to their days serving on the Federal Appeals Court in Washington. And it was always wonderful just to hear them talk about their relationship. And I was listening to him and disagreeing with a good part of what he said. I thought he said it in an absolutely captivating way. I think we should leave it at that. Great point. We agree on a whole lot of stuff. We do. Ruth is really bad only on the knee-jerk stuff. She is. is. They had a mutual respect, but they didn't compromise. In her statement yesterday, Justice Ginsburg said that his critiques, and Scalia could have some doozies, believe me, made her better. Uh, Justice Scalia nailed all the weak spots, the applesauce and the argle-bargle. That's a typical colorful Scalia language for you. And gave me just what I needed to strengthen the majority opinion. 
within hours of Scalia's death, the partisan divide here in Washington I went into overdrive. But their relationship proved that you could be deeply divided and still be civil. I think Ginsburg put it best when she said, we were best buddies. It was my great good fortune to have known him as a working colleague and treasured friend. You know, if you pause for a moment, you are best friends. You are really good friends with somebody who doesn't agree with you, right? You're best friends with somebody who maybe doesn't have the same belief or the same stance on certain social issues or uh, somebody that you trust or is close to you or is a longtime friend even uh, that is a little bit different from you. If you don't have that, then I encourage you to get somebody in your corner that is a little bit different than you. Don't be afraid to have somebody that's either smarter or takes a little bit of a different stance than you. It's okay. And, you know, the thing is that because we don't see it in media, we don't see it on the uh, late night shows, or we don't see it uh, uh, even among our politicians, of course, that discourages us from truly seeking out those people that think differently than us. And when you think about the politicization of America right now, everybody feels like they have the right to say whatever they want while we do. The problem is with us doing that, it shuts other people down. Now, it either shuts people down because they don't want to go back and forth or because they don't want to say something that's as offensive as they were just offended by whatever you said. But really, I, it's not their fault, and it's not all your fault. It's all the fault of everything else that we see. When you think of media as a whole, if you were to shut down your media right now, if you were to shut down social media right now, would you be as angered and as triggered? Probably not. In fact, it'd probably be a lot more peaceful than it is right now. The main problem is that elite politicians and the media both drive all our social issues in such a way that it makes it harder and harder for us who identify with one side or the other, maybe even in the middle, to get along and to reach out and to understand and to communicate. I mean, let's look at it. Okay, so the last justice to get sworn in on the Supreme Court was Brett Kavanaugh. Okay, what do we? What is your recollection of Brett Kavanaugh off the top of your head? Whether you agree or disagree, it's probably the rape allegation, right? Uh, uh, maybe even uh, his stance on DACA. Okay, so let's let's address these issues. Why? Why were these front and center? Okay, why did he? Why do we remember this? Why was this? Uh, why is this so fresh? Okay, well, one reason is fresh because it was the last Supreme Court hearing or nomination uh, that we went through. Uh, but the difference is that it was so heavily portrayed in the media. Okay, and of course, not all media is fake media. Not all media is bad media. But the problem here is that the media drove the discussion. And what I mean by that is. The reason Brett Kavanaugh was questioned about two specific topics, one, the DACA program, immigration, uh, and two, uh, the rape allegations, because that's what the media was driving at that time. So what was big in the news at that time? DACA was ending. DACA was ending, and so that pressed the senators to question Brett Kavanaugh on his stance on immigration. And 
question after question of progressive comments and uh, uh, conservative comments uh, and questions all hammered him about this. Okay, that was big in the news. The DACA program was ending. Uh, Trump is putting people in cages. Obama built cages. You know, what's your stance on it? Where do you stand on this? Okay, so that was big in the news. The other thing that was big in the news back then was the Me Too movement. Of course, some would argue it's still big, but uh, the Me Too movement going on. And so the biggest thing, the biggest threat to our democracy would be a, a justice to the Supreme Court that has these allegations, that has rape, that has a sexually assaulted women. You know, that would be the worst thing in the world. If it, it is. I'm just arguing. I'm just throwing this out there. Uh, don't be misunderstood by my tone. Uh, however, because that was so big amongst the media at that time, all it took was one allegation. One allegation for this to be thrust in the center of the spotlight. See, typically, we elect judges uh, based on these huge social issues. It's been gay rights for a long time, abortion for a long time, you know, these main social issues that continue to tear at the fabric of our society and to continue to pull like the reins on a horse where we're supposed to go, right? You're either going this way or you're that way. You're either for abortion or against abortion. And so because of that, uh, that's what we drive and that's the main catalyst for our vote in the ballot box, okay? Where do I stand on this issue? And so when we talk about September surprises amongst uh, election years, what we're really talking about is what's going to happen that's either going to sway people or not sway people. At this point, I don't know how anybody is uh, either one side or the other about who they're going to vote for come November. But what we can uh, agree on is that we are being driven further apart by media and elite politicians. So the Me Too movement gets thrown out. Somebody comes out with a rape allegation against Brett Kavanaugh. And that's suddenly every question that Brett Kavanaugh now faces. Okay. And they're going to waste all their time, ask all their questions, asking about a rape allegation. In this case, it was something that happened 30, 40 years ago. I don't even remember. Right. And in the long run, they couldn't determine the outcome. The FBI got involved, the uh, DOJ, the uh, Senate uh, confirmation, uh, their investigators got involved, all came out with nothing. And yet, and he was still voted in, of course. And yet, it's what drove the conversation. One allegation, however unfounded or however unproven, one allegation was all it took to steer everything they don't want to ask about his record on this or criminal justice or his, his belief on that or all these all these real issues right that come up we politicize everything to death in this country and now including this show and i'm sorry about that for those that aren't here for that but what i will say is that it's okay most of us already have uh, friends or talk to people or even have family 
that we're able to hold conversations with that we disagree with and not end in shouting matches. We're not in this culture where it's like, oh, I'm not going to family Thanksgiving because they uh, are Republicans or I'm not going because they're Democrats or, you know, I'm not going because he, he thinks we should legalize marijuana or she thinks we should uh, further investigate the Biden son, you know, allegation and all this stuff. The more this goes on, the more and more. Americans become afraid to talk to Americans. Why? RBG and Scalia should have taught us better. They were great examples for being so different, yet being able to come together. Best friends. You heard the lady? I saw the pictures. They dressed up in, a, in theater for opera. They would go on vacations together, spending New Year's together. And we're in a shout and match on Facebook. We can do better. This is Keeping It Raw. Yo, what's up? You're listening to the Keeping It Raw podcast.